The next speaker is so full of energy. You're going to just love her energy and her ideas and what she does. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. Today's guest is Dr. Andrea Adams-Miller. How are you today, doctor? Well, thank you so much. You can just call me Andrea. That's fine. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andrea, please tell us what you do. All right. Well, this could be a long story. This could be a no, long part. <laughs> well, you know, we'll make it short. Uh, so my clients refer to me as the dream maker. So I help people's dreams come true and make them bigger than they ever dared to desire. And I do that with publicity, through my connections, with my experience and wisdom, through you know, teaching uh, in seven different departments through college. I have three different PhDs. I'm trained in like 13 different modalities of health and healing, including um, uh, neurofeedback and biofeedback. And I'm just uh, really well trained in the area of, you know, speaking and publishing and taking all that information together allows me to have the resources and the outreach to help people think in a different way and add to their life in such a possibility that we really create things that they never, ever dared to dream. So it's quite fun. Great. So with all those things you're doing, what's your favorite thing to work on? Well, if I was only allowed to do one thing ever, it would be brainstorming, masterminding. Um, to me, masterminding is simply that where I get to hear what somebody's up to. And then they like, here, this is what I'm up to go. And then I get to use my creative brain to think, how can I take the vision of what they desire and add to it? So how do we expand upon it? How do we make it easier or more efficient? How do we make it more uh, economical or monetize it to a higher level? How do we reach a bigger audience or a different niche of audience with the same thing to repurpose it? Oh, how do we maybe create new products and services that um, wrap it up tighter and make it look even more um, appetizing and, and create more implementation for the people that are desirous of whatever that person is that they're doing? And I, that's what I love. I, if, if all I got to do was that all day long, I would consider that Christmas. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Uh, tell me what a first meeting with you would look like. Uh, first meeting with me as a client or just meeting me like in uh, anywhere? Um, as, as a client. Okay. Because I would say meeting me anywhere isn't much different than meeting me as a client. Um, so I like to be fun and engaging, uh, just have a good time and really love on people. And then a first meeting. So let's say we have secured our time together and you're with me. Then it's really, a, I call it a digging for gold. And so what it is, is we talk and we spend time really hearing who you are. Uh, although you may have an idea of what your dream is, sometimes it has these filters on it or masks of what other people think it should be. And I try to dig through all of that. So we get to the gold of who you really are, who you are here and here and in your soul. And then that way we can really create what you really wanted, regardless of what everybody else thought in the world. And maybe 
taking those things and adding them in, but allowing it to be really your message and what means the most and, and digging for the treasure, things that you take for granted that you didn't realize are something really important or really invaluable. Um, like for example, um, I'll, I'll use, utilize myself as an example. So in the early nineties, I was on 2020 and CNN and all these other news sources, over 2,500 radio shows. And I will meet people, new clients who will be like, oh, well, yeah, I did, I, Andrea, I did that, but that was 20 years ago. And, <laughs> and so you're not allowed to mention it anymore. I mean, would Barbara Walters, uh, and I'm aging myself there, if she didn't say she ever did the Barbara, Barbara Walters show or did CBS News or anything like that, would she have been anybody? You are past and our history can allow us to live to live into today as well. We don't stop becoming those things. We need to embrace them and allow people to hear that that's what allowed us to be where we are today as well. So I still mention those things because those are very much an asset. And that's why I'm a publicist. I did it for my own business. I have a, also own an intimacy and relationship business. And then now I do that for other people as well as still do it for myself. And, and that allows people to see people differently. They're well-rounded and they can see and recognize the talents. And usually at the end of that meeting, they just feel unbelievably like, wow, I, I like, th they're like, I want to meet this person and they fall <laughs> in love with who they are because they forgot who they were. Uh -huh. Yeah. That well, that could be, yeah, I would say that that's very true is that we do forget who we've been and what we've done. And you kind of, I think too, that when, as we get older, uh, whether it's just that things become more confusing or we just don't know where to go next that you know kind of i kind of feel like kind of lost in that space too you know it's like okay what do i do next <laughs> how do you push people into what their next step is well, you know, thank you for asking that. Cause like, let's take you for an example. Okay. So, you know, you do affiliate marketing and you do uh, digital marketing, e-commerce, all this wonderful stuff. If we literally sat down with what you're doing and then looked at how many people have you really served? So it's more than your email list. Mm -hmm. It's the families of those people and who you've touched. If you've been on webinars, which I'm sure you have, you've been on other people's webinars, how many people were listening? And then it's been on Facebook. So how many viewers there? How many viewers overall and these other layers of things? And the next thing you realize is, wow, you've actually probably touched thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people's lives that you never knew. So instead of saying, hi, I'm Lewis and I'm an e-marketer, you say, hi, Hi, I'm Lewis and I've reached over 3 million people with my digital marketing and assets and, and gift to be able to give people products and services change their lives for the better. Um, and, and to where people collectively have amassed, um, they have reported that they themselves earned um, from they, they learned things and then implemented things they've learned over blah, 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 millions of dollars, or they've now you got to watch that because that could be an FTC violation, <laughs> but, um, um, but, or they have, um, you know, 157,000 people said they took the knowledge and made it their own and developed a new business for themselves or got their kids in a different program to help them excel in school. And all of a sudden that sounds so different. Hmm. So how do you shift things to bring out a more positive 
outcome, more positive effects. So I feel a lot of positivity coming from you. <laughs> well, uh, um, thank you. So um, positivity is um, some people it's inherit and then some people it's learned. And for me, it's learned. Um, I know that seems weird, uh, but I grew up in a very challenging household. So my parents loved me very much. And at the same time, we had a very dysfunctional home. My dad, uh, uh, had some challenges. I, I would say uh, just w when things were good, they were great. And when things were bad, they were really bad. And so it made it, made it very difficult to be with someone who, um, you know, nowadays, maybe they would say narcissistic. And so I, I won't say that's what he was for sure, but that he follows those tendencies. And with growing up by that, I learned that I didn't have a voice. I didn't feel important. I didn't feel like I was good enough or valued or loved. And so I had to learn to be able to do those things myself. And it took way into my adulthood to, you know, really deal with that. I, I still find things that trigger me once in a while, but it's through all these different, that's why I have all these degrees. And that's why I have all these learning techniques for health and for, you know, copywriting and NLP, neuro-linguistic programming and all the stuff with the brain technology is so that I could better the lives of others without realizing that I was all along bettering my own life as well. And so now I also am um, the co-founder and the executive director of the Keep Smiling movement, where it reminds me that I need to keep smiling all the time and be very cognizant of that. Um, actually, I'm going to lean out of camera for a moment. I My cards are out of reach. Um, the cards look like this. Keep smiling. And so we go around and take pictures of people all over the world holding these cards and we put them in different photojournalism books. And then we also have programs to help people with um, meditation and hypnosis and a languaging difference so they can be really resilient. So our mission is to save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope to be resilient, no matter the challenge. And uh, I take great pride in that. And so seven years ago, oh, and eight, it'll be eight soon. Um, I met a gentleman who met another gentleman uh, who had Barry Shore had these cards and Dr. Smiley, as he's known now, the co-founder, he wanted to make it a movement and he asked me to help him and talk about making someone's dreams come true. I helped him. I helped him. I helped him. I helped him so much that it also became important to me and part of who I am. And so I adopted the movement as well. And I kept saying, you need to make this a nonprofit. And when I couldn't get the guys to do it, I said, well, I'm going to make it a nonprofit with your permission. They said, go ahead, do it. And so I made it a nonprofit. And now we, you know, do some amazing things and have reached uh, hundreds of thousands of people. And during COVID, I tallied, um, I had 43 people admit to me that because of the Keep Smiling movement, whether it was a card or me or one of the other co-founders or an ambassador, um, it kept them from taking their life. And when I say take their life, I only documented the people as being serious if they had a date, a time, and a weapon of choice. And if they shared all of those components throughout their story, then I tallied it. And there were 43 of them during COVID. No, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So I, I'm reminded, and we've, and I've done some work with neuroplasticity. I've been able to speak three times at the world Congress on brain mapping and therapeutics on the 
neuroplasticity of a smile. So when you smile, you release dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And that changes your mind, your body, your chemistry to allow you to feel a little softer, a little better. Now, if you're super depressed or in a really bad mood, it's like throwing band-aid on crazy, but, and I don't mean crazy, like, um, stigma, you know, but just like what, you know, when bad or, you know, like a broken arm, you put a band-aid on it, ain't going to get better. However, you put enough band-aids on over time. It does eventually mend that way too. Um, although we, you need other interventions and that's really what the smile is. It's not to replace any other, um, holistic or, traditional medicine it's to change the mind inside so that you can eternally um be healing uh now and the past and setting an intention of the future uh, without um without anything else you know like you can do that with your mind so so how can other people participate in the keep smiling project thank you for asking that, that <laughs> That makes them like giddy over that. Um, so they could just reach out to me. Um, I'm Dr. Andrea Adams Miller. Um, you can reach me through my website, the red carpet connection.com or through the keep smiling movement.org, the keep smiling movement.org. And you can get cards. Um, so as simple as getting cards and passing them out to people, you don't even need the cards. You could just intentionally smile at people and say, keep smiling. You can put up pictures of positivity and memes of positivity and hashtag keep smiling. Those are all ways that you can really change uh, the course of how you live your life. And we just find that the cards, um, we've done an unscientific uh, research. Uh, so we haven't, you know, measured everything exactly, but we've learned just from our own experiences and other case studies. If like, this is in dash of your card and somebody like flips you off or cuts you off, you might go, they must be in a hurry. And you just, <laughs> you, you go from, I think I'll smile instead. Or, you know, your husband or your girlfriend says something and you're like, Thank you, you know, <laughs> change your attitude a little bit and it really helps. Well, tell me a little bit about Red Carpet Connection. What is that? So the Red Carpet Connection uh, was derived by, by my friends who were, um, so I have an intimacy and relationship business called Ignite Your Relationship and Ignite Your Relationships. So it's whether I'm talking about a one relationship or your relationships with your vendors, your stakeholders, your businesses, or people in the world, or your children, or your intimate relationships. So I have two different aspects of that same business. And um, my friends, you know, they were like, Andrea, you're always on the red carpet. You're always at all these events. You, you're just everywhere. You know, we, we just always see you everywhere. Um, you should really be a publicist. And and I was already helping people and they were already asking me. And I'm like, well, I mean, I suppose I could do that as well. And so um, my one friend, he said, you know what, you are the red carpet connection. You, you know, you make people feel really great and good about themselves. And you're always on a red carpet and you're about connection. And he named me and I said, I accept. And so I became the red carpet connection. And it really, um, it's also a way of living. So I now wear red every day of my life. Uh, since I started wearing red in 2008, once in a blue moon. And by 2011, I wore red every day. And then now it's absolutely every day. I, I, I don't, uh, I've only, let's see, twice during COVID, I covered an event where the people insisted I wear black. 
because they thought the red stood me out too much. Mm. And so I, for them, wore a black dress. And at the end of the night, both times, they said, okay, it's not the dress that makes you stand out. <laughs> you you just stand out. You And one of them, I, was a, I wasn't even a participant. I sat in a corner at a table. I was just an attendee. And somehow I had a whole flood of people around me and it, it's who I am. So it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I am living red, but I wear red as a reminder. So red stands for relevance, enthusiasm, and delivery. Oh, wonderful. All right. So you have red carpet, you have smiles, you're a publicist, you have all these doctorate degrees. Um, how do you stay organized? <laughs> well, I would say my organization kind of goes like with how I used to teach college. I would tell the kids it's accidental learning. So my organization to other people might look like um, they might see it as like the image from, oh, what's that movie called? Um, oh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Oh, fudge sickles and other animals. I can't remember it. <laughs> it is a, oh, by the way, that's a term I've used since I was a little kid from a book, fudge sickles and other animals. Um, cool. So it, that's a softer way of, uh, than cussing. Yeah. Um, that remembers. Oh, a beautiful mind. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. I remember um, that. Yeah. So in the beautiful mind, when they show his like garage or his office and it's like <laughs> crazy looking with pieces of paper everywhere. Um, I do have a form of organization that for other people, they may not see it as organized, but for me it is because I consider my mind and my life like a card catalog. So I have to, um, I do have some learning abilities that I learned to overcome as a kid. So I'm dyslexic. I have auditory processing disorder. That means I hear everything. So I can't discriminate on what thing is most important. Mm. Um, I also have ADHD. And so um, all the stuff coming in, it could be considered a disability, but for me, I made it an ability. So when I worked in law enforcement, I was a 911, I was in corrections, and then I was a 911 dispatcher at the police department. And that allowed me to hear everything at once because I had to pay attention to the officers in their room, pay mm -hmm. attention to the window where people might be coming from the courts with bonds. I had to listen for the NCIC machine, which triggered us for warrants and info. Here are my seven guys on the street, um, here the ambulance and helicopter and um, other things. And then I had people in a jail cell too. And I had to pay attention to all of that along with my five 911 lines and my five regular lines or four 911 and five regular lines. I had to be able to pay attention to all of that simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So having all of those things was a gift. Mm -hmm. and, and so I learned how to use them as a gift. So my mind uh, looks like a card catalog because um, that's how I reference things. So that's how I learn to track things. So um, imagine if my brain was a card catalog, I pull out a drawer and let's say pull out something that says, um, uh, oh, let, let's be creative and fun here. So let's say it says, um, uh, Lois Wyatt. Okay. So uh, Lois Wyatt. And then it would say, see a uh, giant builders. 
C podcast. So I could go into giant builders and this would be different hosts or different programs or different things you've told me about your program. At the same time, I could open this drawer that says podcast and podcasts are other types of podcasts and other things that podcasters do. Yet still under Lois Wyant, it said digital marketer, e-commerce, knows Onyx and Gall, you know, uh, uh, does webinars. So all those other drawers, I can pull open that card catalog and see other information about you. So Lois Wyant's folder isn't just over here. It's part in here, part in here, part in here, part in here. And they all intertwine together. And then I also kind of visualize that as a spider web. And so that is part of my organization It's figuring along that spider web. So the spider web of you is you might be here in the middle, but each like pretend that each one of my fingers is a different line of the web and then how it spirals out. These are different information highways to get to these different tracks of information and the layers of who you are. So I see people as more than they're not two dimensional. They're not three dimensional. They're multi-dimensional um, because I also see a spiritual aura of people. And so how I think and feel about how you made me think and feel is also then stored in another file. And so all of those things allow me to then create a picture of who you are and how you show up in the world. And so that's how I organize people. And then so my head with jobs and businesses is constantly doing the same thing. So in my mind, having ADD is um, maybe like a kaleidoscope. When you turn the kaleidoscope, it has different rocks or different information. But as you spin them, you can see how these different areas can be pulled together to make something beautiful that people never thought of before. So there, that's my description. Thank you. No one's ever asked for that. <laughs> okay, but I have to correct you. Hmm. In our house, it's not ADD, it's ADG. Attention deficit gifted. Thank you. So you need to change that, okay? I'm totally happy to do that. Because, okay. um, yeah, I, I've always, I'm like, it's not a disability. It's it's yeah. really an ability. It's ability for me to hyper-focus on things that are super important. Mm -hmm. And then the other ability to completely zone out. And I can switch like that. And if you just give me a second, I'll eventually rope around and, and get it. So. Wow. So is there a job you haven't done? Keep basketball stats. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I do a lot. And so people assume they're like, oh, well, you're too busy. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not too busy. I can choose to be busy or choose not to be busy. And I choose to live my life as if I'm living multiple lifetimes in one. So where um, other people are doing one thing at a time, I'm doing multiple things at a time. Mm -hmm. So for example, during COVID, I still traveled. I traveled to and where places were that, that were, were comfortable with um, either no masks or still being together when masked. Mm -hmm. So I still traveled about two times a month and our groups were just smaller and in private, either private houses or locations where we didn't have outside forces telling us what we needed to do or not do. Okay. And then uh, every night, so I um, was a founding member of a cryptocurrency, a DAO. And so every night for, we're called the 
uh, bees social or the socialbees.io. So every night I called it a board meeting. Uh, we would get on the phone at like eight at night till 11 o'clock at night. And often I would have on zoom like this, I'd have the words printed so I could see what they were talking about. And mean, and I'd have the earpiece on one ear with my mic here, but I'd be like watching TV with my family um, often while I was also texting and doing something else. Other people can't do that. Yeah. And, <laughs> And I can, and that's not to say I have a hundred percent recollection of all three of those things, but I really taught my mind how to do multiple things. It is true that very few people in the world can multitask. There is, I read research once that there's about 2% of the population that actually can multitask and do it well. And I often find in situations, if like I did find for some things, if I had to be on a Zoom with uh, like, so I had a friend, I would be in her meetings and she'd be like, no, you have to look at me. So if I wasn't looking at her like this the whole time, then she considered me not paying attention. But how I pay attention is if you were to say something really cool and or interesting to me, I'd want to either I want to write it down and and put it in my phone or I'm curious about it and I want to research it and I want to learn more. And so that's my way of staying engaged. And then I also might draw or mind map something out or you said something. And so I want to document it somewhere else. So I'm I document and I research and I do things by repetition. And so I need to be doing other things at the same time to pay attention at a higher level. Wow. Can we have lunch sometime? (laughs) Well, and and I found out you're so close to me that, you know, uh, you're only four hours away. You're only four hours away. (laughs) But we'll we'll make that into a a musical. By the way. Uh, there is something else I'd love to do. If, okay. if I had something else that I could do, but it wouldn't be a job, it's just how I want to live my life. I would choose to live my life like a musical. Like you would walk around and just sing a song out of the blue? Yeah. Like all of a sudden we'd break out into this beautiful duet, you know, right? Okay. Now, da, 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 and we'd <laughs> sing and then we'd dance a little and then we'd, you know, have a little comedy. <laughs> then we might have intermission for snacks. <laughs> And they go right back into song. Sounds like a good time. All right. That will be our lunch day. We'll do a musical. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah. It was super great. Yeah. And how can I add to your world? Like you're having these wonderful podcasts where you're hearing all about us and sharing us with the world. What can we do to, what can I do? I'm saying we, as if I'm speaking for everyone else, I, I can only speak for me. So what can I do to add to your world for the gift of having us here and sharing us with others? Oh, that's so sweet of you. You have just filled my life because of all the things that you've shared. I mean, I get so much information and just so much um, fulfillment I'm just talking to people and learning what they do and sharing that with people who are listening. So you're actually doing so much for me right now. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And I receive it. And I, um, that brings me great joy too to hear, especially growing up in a world where I felt like I didn't have anything important to say. And, and now knowing I I became an internet or internet international speaker when I was 16, I couldn't have been an internet speaker at 16 because it wasn't invented yet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, now my children can, can say that, but I, I could not, but I became an international speaker at 16, but it took me until my thirties and forties to realize that I actually get paid to speak. And that was so uh, in contrast to what I was told as a kid growing up. 
So, yeah. Right. So what was your topic when you were 16? What was my what? My topics? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was president of our Girl Scout troop called SWITS 85. So mm-hmm. it stood for Scouts with Interest in Traveling to Zurich. And we went to Europe for 22 days, um, seven countries. And I, since I helped round it up, we had received financial support and other support through different corporations that had branches in London and Belgium and other places like that, Germany. And so when we went over there, we went to those places and spoke to their like executive staff. And so I was the speaker to represent uh, what we were doing and how we showed up in the world. So that was my, so my first, um, yeah. So the first time I was an international speaker, I spoke in seven countries. <laughs> the power of you. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool. And uh, since then, I've traveled to 37 countries and spoken most of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to say that I've spoken Dubai and Egypt and yeah. you know, Belize and cool places like Paris. And yeah. So what's it's, your favorite topic to speak about? My favorite topic to speak about is probably connection and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with that goes publicity that to me and networking, they all go hand in hand uh, at the core. It's all about connection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how you bring all of this extra together and find that commonality. And that's what I love. And that get really excited about, about um, empowering other people to find that gift, to be able to do that. Like earlier, I mentioned that my head is this Rolodex of beautiful people that I've met um, from all over. The- so I have a Rolodex of about 65,000 people, uh, by the way, this is not an email list. Um, these are people that I've met either in person or online or through the phone, through other people saying you and knowing all of these people throughout my lifetime, uh, that is to me the biggest asset anybody could have is their relationship collateral. Um, and that was most prevalent during COVID for people being resilient is yeah. having somebody that they could reach out and talk to and, and knowing that I have that ability. Uh, I mean, just, just, um, Four days ago, I had a friend call me who I haven't talked to, probably haven't talked to him in 10 years. And within 20 minutes, we were caught up to date. <laughs> you know, we did the, you know, got to where we are. And then he said, well, I'm calling because my sister has this project and I thought of you and I, you know, I think about you all the time and I think about him all the time as well. We just didn't connect. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm doing some stuff for his sister and we're, we're going to be working together. And, and that is the beauty, you know, being able to be a resource to him to, oh, it's not his sister, it's his cousin, um, to, to be a resource for her. And mm-hmm. so she has a, a book, um, uh, it's called um, I Am Woman, I Am God in French and from Haiti, she's from Haiti. Oh. And, um, and we want to bring her book and her program to the United States in English. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, what, what a beautiful project. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> yeah. wonderful. So it's those kinds of fun, cool connections that just make things, um, so worth it, you know, to mm-hmm. be able to know that there's all these beautiful people that I've met that really have some value and meaning in their life and that they've touched mine and being able to share them with people so that outreach can continue is very valuable to me. Oh, wonderful. Well, any closing thoughts? 
Yeah, uh, sure. Um, I have a lot, so I have to think how to round them into something <laughs> short. So um, I guess my closing thoughts would be, you know, I, I do always have gifts for everybody. So I have a publicity gift. I have a seven day publicity challenge that people can reach out to me and receive at the redcarpetconnection.com. I think it's forward slash free gifts or free okay, gifts. We'll put the link below. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then, um, and with the keep smiling movement, if you would like to be a part of the movement, you would like us to come to your city and do something or to your organization and help create smiles. Um, I would love that. And of anything, just reach out and get to know me. Uh, I, I believe that there is enough room for me to have even more connections, more friends, more clients, more people to serve. And um, these are not sales calls. These are heart to heart connections. Mm -hmm. And um, if there's something that we both need or something you have that I need or something that you need that I have, well, then maybe it would become a way for us to work or play together in mm -hmm. some kind of partnership. But to me, it's the heart to heart connection that means the most. And once you get to know people and have those relationships, those other things will fall in place. Oh, wonderful. That was a yeah. great closing. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate All right, we're going to we're going to have lunch together. Somehow we're going to we're going to do this. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll let you know when I'll be through town. I'm actually going to be going through or near your town tomorrow. So I'll look it up on the map when we're off the air and, I'll, and then we'll see if okay. we can make it happen literally tomorrow. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, Giant Builders, thank you very much. I'll have all the links below and we'll see you next week. Yay. Keep smiling. Hashtag keep smiling. Hashtag living red. All right. <laughs> thank you for listening. This has been the Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.